Hey guys, welcome back. It's Annette Harris, your certified mental health ambassador and host of this podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, distributed by Get Caught in the Net Incorporated. Remember to think of this experience as a net for your mind to mend. And we encourage you to make sure you subscribe to Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, You are coming in on the second part of a three or four part series regarding mental health issues in and out of the church. But if you have not listened to the first part, I need you to go back and listen to that first before you listen to this portion and then the subsequent portions um, in this series so that you can follow right along. Now, without further ado, let's jump right back in with my guest, Joyce A. Graham. She is a licensed professional counselor and the author of her latest book, Mental Health Issues in the 21st Century Church. Starting off with this particular segment, she's talking to us about the difference between empathy and sympathy. Take a listen. <laughs> well, no, but yeah, that, that that's perfect because that, that actually um, it helps to bring into uh, perspective the, my, my, my thoughts and my feelings because I, I always find myself doing that. I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Empathy. More empathy than sympathy. Okay. I get it. I get right. it. And I, and I understand <laughs> it. I understand it totally. So now when that happens, you can process it and know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So let me ask you this question. Um, You know, when we look, you know, around us in the world, whether it's happening, things are happening near us or far, um, the tragedies, the shootings, any type of violence, um, why do you think, or even, okay, so I I won't only say the violence, I'll say suicide and, 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 and other um, issues because we've seen a lot of that in in the news as well. You know, um, was it Naomi Judd? That's the mother, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then died by suicide. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you know, so many other ones. You know, those who were in the the spotlight, entertainment, or or sports figures, or whatever. Um, so many. Uh-huh. It is. It is. Now, I see up and down social media, up and down my timeline, um, people automatically will say, oh, maybe there had to have been, um, you know, some, some mental illness or something going on with, you know, whoever, whether it's the, whatever the case is, right? So they always say, mm-hmm. but then you have those individuals who will come back and say, I'm tired of everybody labeling everything tragic uh, event as mental illness. So what what do you say to um, individuals like that? Because they're, they're tired of hearing um, maybe the shooter was mentally ill. 
You know, maybe he had some mental illness going on and they say, well, miss me with all of that. This is what they said, miss me with all of that. You know, he mm -hmm. knew what he was doing. She knew what she was doing. They, they, they couldn't have been mentally ill. And, and, and they literally get upset, you know, when people mm -hmm. are saying, you know, oh, they weren't, you know, they were dealing with the mental health crisis or whatever. What would you say to mm -hmm. those individuals that say that they're tired of hearing that? Okay, I hear the same thing, Annette, because some people blame the violence on mental disorders. Some blame it on uh, a lack of gun control, which like you brought out, all of the crimes aren't being, aren't shootings. Some of them are, you know, like you say, uh, rapes, uh, stabbings, all kind of crimes. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in church, of course, you'll blame it on the devil or some demonic entity. But I think what we fail to understand, first of all, what we need to understand first is that every emotion, every behavior starts with a thought. And it, that's your mantra. Yes. It begins in the mind. And every so to that degree, it is all mental, not necessarily a mental disorder. But when you think about it, a person who goes and purchases a gun, before they even contemplate purchasing a gun, it begins as a mental decision, right? Yes. Then planning to go into a grocery store or school or wherever, that's a mental decision. And even if the people in church believe that it's demonic or some demonic activity, where well, that uh, evil entity initiates and plants that thought, where? In the mind. In the mind, right? So to that degree, it is mental. But the bottom line and what it really boils down to is learning how to counter negative thoughts by replacing those thoughts with positive, healthy thoughts. So it comes down to reframing our thinking, and we have to be taught that. And that's where people like you and I come into place because we actually have to guide people into changing their thought patterns when those thought patterns are negative, unrealistic, or distorted. And challenge those negative thoughts and reframe that negative thinking and replace it with positive, healthy thoughts. So it starts there. So in that sense, it is mental. It all starts in the mind. You don't do anything without thinking about doing it first. And right. your emotions, even, you don't experience sadness or any other emotion. You may have just, you know, as a fleeting, uh, you know, feeling. It starts in the mind. When you become sad or depressed, something triggers that in your mind. that says, wow, this incident is really bringing me down. It's making me sad. But you're thinking that first before you even experience that emotion. So I love your mantra. Everything begins in the mind, and it does. So to that degree, yes, it is all mental. And that's why mental health is so important. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's almost like you know you're trying you want to get the point across and then it's like okay sometimes you just have to step back because <laughs> you don't want to get into no disagreement mm-hmm. <laughs> with anybody right. about it but it i mean it is what it is and you know mm-hmm. I, you, you explained that so beautifully though i i i couldn't have um i couldn't have explained it like that you did you did i, I love that explanation um and and i think you know that that's something that you know even in this you know podcast episode can get across to you know individuals so that they can kind of understand um you know, right. you know why uh, things are happening the way it is or why individuals are immediately labeling it as you know mental health uh, um, issue or um maybe or maybe not they had a crisis um but mm-hmm. you know the truth is, like I said, it is what it is. Um, right. And I think I've mentioned to you before, maybe on one of your shows, that we have to change uh, our uh, narrative in terms of what we think about people who are struggling mentally. And instead of saying, you know, why, what's wrong with you? We need to change that to what happened to you. What have you experienced that is causing your behavior or your unhealthy thoughts. It's something that a person experiences, whether it was in their childhood or something more recent. But again, it's something that make is making them thinking, think a certain way, which is in turn making them behave a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, you know, I've adopted that, that, uh, uh, that new line of question. I don't say what's wrong with him anymore. I say, what happened to him? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it makes when you, when you say it like that, you or you ask that question, it, it makes you think further, um, right. you know, think deeper and not think, you know, surface, um, right. There, there has to be everybody saying, what, what's wrong with them? Everybody can say that in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And we have. Um, when you when you get into looking at what could have happened, you know, the reason why they're acting or reacting this way, there's a right. There, there's believe you me, there's a story behind it, just like you said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, another question I was going to ask you too uh, why do you think everyone is now an expert in mental health (laughs) good question (laughs) well you know what Annette you know I think everybody is looking for answers and solutions because we're we're living in such uncertain times and those of us who are believers you know, we already know who has the answers and who has the solutions. But, you know, even though we are believers, we aren't even exempt or unaffected by the chaos in the world because we live in a fallen world. So sometimes we have questions, even though we know that Jesus is the answer, we have questions also and we need solutions as well. So everybody is looking for solutions and everybody's trying to problem solve. So, <laughs> so everybody's right. an expert. <laughs> right, right. And you know what I just thought about as you were talking, uh, 
people will in a minute if they have a pain or something whatever they buy they will get on what, what's that uh, website on on uh, online uh, asking the doctor or something it's a what, web uh-huh. or something web, web, web md uh-huh. yeah yeah web md because they're, right. they're trying to diagnose self-diagnose oh yeah what it is that they're feeling so i guess it's no different with with mental, <laughs> with mental it's health. not Okay. It's not because when I was a first year student, I began to read all of the disorders and symptoms. I could identify seemingly with everyone. I said, oh, something wrong with me. (laughs) 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 Wait, Dr. Graham, you laughing. That's what I was thinking when I was reading your book. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You know, a lot of people have said that. They said, I found myself in that book. I said, well, I already told my family, I said, listen, I am not talking about any of you guys in this book. So don't come for me. If you find yourself in this book, just, it was a coincidence. I didn't purposely put you in this book. Right, 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 (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I was seeing some things myself and then, I'm gonna be honest, transparent. I was seeing some other folks too. <laughs> I know, I know. I had to really be careful, Annette, because right. I certainly was thinking about different actual cases. I'm not gonna lie, but I had to some some kind of way leave out identifying information. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yep. Oh yes. Well, speaking of your book, because I want to, I want uh, this audience to uh, hear about it because I want them to purchase your book. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not just a plug for it, but I'm telling you, you guys, I need you guys to search out this latest book um, that uh, Dr. Graham has authored. Now. I already told you at the beginning what the name of it was, and I'm going to tell you again so that you can go to Amazon and look for mental health issues uh, in the 21st century church. Did I get it right? Yes, that's okay. it. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, you guys heard me talk earlier about when I said uh, she's brave. I call her brave. And the reason why I call her brave is because she has uh, tackled and um, expertly, eloquently, um, this topic of discussion. And she did it uh, bravely <laughs> uh, because this, this is not an easy topic to discuss. It's not easy to not at all. Uh, not touch at all. on. Um, and especially if I can add, I mean, she is, I already told you she's a gifted evangelist. So she, she's in the church, you know, has been in there for years. So when you are actually in um, an organization, if I can put it that way, um, and uh, uh, addressing things that are in that organization, uh, you may go head to head with the, with the head of the organization or or its members. Um, some things you may say uh, they may or may not agree with, and may or may not appreciate. Um, so that that's why I call her brave. Um, because, you know, again, uh, mental health, it's, it's not, you know, some topic you could just go ahead and just touch one finger on and just go on down the street, you know, you really have to jump mm-hmm. in uh, with both feet 
um and and if you're gonna talk about it talk about it like like uh uh some preachers used to say you know revelations is not a, it's not a wimpy book so if you're gonna if you're gonna preach on <laughs> revelation you gotta know what you're talking about <laughs> oh absolutely yes yes <laughs> you have to know it's so it's so <laughs> deep with mental health and she's done just that i wouldn't even read revelation at first it scared me so bad <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. I think it scared a lot of people. It scared a lot of preachers too. Some of them didn't even touch it. They they would not go to that book. They do anything, I you know. Genesis uh, 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 through what is it? Uh, June <laughs> right before Revelation. <laughs> yes. And they are done, you know. So they don't want to touch oh, yeah. it. Um, so, so you guys can understand why I say um, this about her, because um, again, when you when you touching on that subject, you can't just you know open up one door. A lot of doors got to be open. A lot of windows got to be open. You know, because uh, there's so many facets of it. Um, what what would you say is the reason why mental health um, issues are prevalent in the church why are they prevalent and how are they prevalent why is it such an issue okay well why uh is that we historically uh address and confront all of our problems and situations from a spiritual perspective and when we think about it we know that god is holistic so he is you know, he made a spirit, soul, and body. And that's, you know, kind of the name of your show. You know, right. spirit, mind, and body, I believe that's the name of your show. But anyway, most of your shows, and I love it because they are holistic. They address every uh, part of every component of a man, a woman, boy, and girl. And so, you know, when we encounter problems, in our personal lives and we took it to the pastor or a mother or some leader in the church what did they tell us to fast more or pray more get in the word uh you know you must have done something what did you do wrong for this to happen to you and that was just simply not true we just experienced life like everybody like they did uh, and we found that out later that they went through things and sometimes they didn't go through them well. But we were always told to, we need a, for lack of a better term, we need a little more Jesus is what they were saying. And as time went on, I think pastors and leaders began to see that there was something else there, you know, that perhaps someone was struggling mentally and then when they did realize that, they tried, of course, to handle those problems themselves. They attempted to counsel people. And I, I wanna hasten to add this. I think that uh, God gives pastors some kind of insight into the human behaviors, but, and I think on some intuitive level, that they can relate and help us, uh, you know, with mental problems, but they are not uh, experts, I'll just put it like that. They have not had the training to really be effective in those areas. And a lot of times they can actually cause more harm than good. 
so I think they are beginning to understand and embrace that God has provided and equipped individuals to deal with mental struggles, mental health struggles. And then you ask the why and you ask the how. Mm-hmm. I think I answered both of them, did I? Did I not? <laughs> yeah, you pretty much did. <laughs> okay. No, that, that, that's good. Because, you know, as you talk about the leaders, um, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, focus on that um, because I was even looking in, in your book um, and everyone, when, when you purchase the book, I'm not going to say if, when you purchase the book, you'll see this. Um, in her preface, she has a letter to the leaders. And obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, that was mainly your audience that you were trying to reach out to when you wrote this book? Yes, and I did that on purpose. I wanted to open it up on a positive note, and I wanted to let the leaders know that I was not trying to say that they weren't being effective and that they weren't, you know, uh, capable of leading God's people because I don't believe that. I believe that they are, but I I was trying to raise their level of awareness that they couldn't handle every single thing. Because we've been seeing burnout among leaders and some of them have even uh, t- taken their own lives because simply because they were trying to do everything. And that is not possible. I think I included in that letter about how uh, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, when he came to visit Moses and saw Moses doing all the work, he told him, and I'm just paraphrasing, he said, you're going to burn yourself out. You need to delegate some of this responsibility. There are people in this camp that could handle some of these situations. You don't need to do all of this yourself. And when Moses took his advice, his load was a, was much lighter. So that was wisdom. And, and that applies to leaders today. Don't try to do everything, you know. And then when you delegate it, take your hands off of it. You know, we have a lot of, uh, uh, what, what did it call? Micromanaging in the church. And you know that, Annette, yourself. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I I know all about it. (laughs) Yes, that is so true. When you give it, when you delegate, don't try to micromanage. Don't try to look over their shoulders, see if they got it done by six o'clock. That's it. Um, That's it. You know, if you and uh, don't follow them around and and take the song from them and everything else. <laughs> You're a singer. I want to say that. Right, right. right. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. But no, you. I mean, you. You're telling the truth because it's. That's why it's going to be important for um, the leaders to make sure that they get individuals in those positions that they trust. Uh, I'm not going to place you as uh, 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 the minister of music when I don't have trust in your ability 
Um, Absolutely. And and if you if you were a janitor at the other church, I'm not going to pr- bring you over to my church and put you in a music position because that's not you know the area. Okay, I'm going off now, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. That they have to. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You you're gonna have to trust who you put in those positions so that you won't uh, micromanage them. Um, sometimes right. it, and sometimes it is hard for some people. They they don't know how to to allow people to just go ahead and go forth in the Lord. They feel like they have to keep doing stuff or looking over their shoulders. Right. Um, right. You have one, one sentence you have in here. This kind of summarizes what you were just saying. Remember, God never expected you to carry the load all alone. And and right. I, I think that's so key because, well, as far as I'm concerned, I care what God thinks. I care what he had, had planned, you know, for me. And so he mm-hmm. never planned for me to carry the, the whole load all by myself. That was not his plan. You know, right. he, knows, he knows how right. fragile I am. He understands. Right. <laughs> he understands. That's right. That's right. You know, um, That's right. and so when you look at, you know, we're talking about your audience, how, who you really, you know, pretty much wrote this for. Um, I'm, I'm glad. I was so glad when I read that preface because, you know, as you stated, you wanted to come out the box or come, you know, when you first started the book to let them know, you know, I'm not here to take your job. I want to work with you. I want to help you, you know, as a mental health care professional. Um, You know, I I, I want to let you know. I mean, because think about it. You know, God has people in certain positions. We already talked about the the medical doctors. That's what they're there for, you know. I'm so so glad you brought that up. And I'll let you finish your thought because I had something to interject. Please go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. And it's kind of funny, but when you said, you know, God has people in certain positions to do certain things. Sometimes that will overlap, but for the most part, God has distinct uh, positions and distinct gifts for certain people, but sometimes they do overlap. For instance, if you're over the coffee and that, and I'm over the donuts, at some point we're going to both end up in the kitchen. Is that right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't mean I'm trying to take over your role and you're not trying to take over my donuts. We just happen to both be in the kitchen because coffee and donuts go together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whew, in case you did not catch her wonderful analogy of coffee and donuts and how they go together, she likened it unto the relationship um, between a mental health professional and spiritual leaders. Please don't think that mental health professionals are trying to take over a spiritual leader's position, whether they are bishop, pastor, or apostle. They just want to help because whether we own up to it or not, there are many people within our churches who are suffering mentally. They are. And so then if you connect and work together with a mental health professional, you all should be able to assess the needs of the people. 
All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this second part of this uh, series of mental health issues in and out of the church. There's more to come. If you have any questions or comments regarding this series or any other podcast episodes, please make sure you connect with me. Email me at mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. Again, the name of the show, mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. I'm also on Instagram as mindmendinginthenet and on Facebook. And again, as we stated earlier, if you have not done so already, please make sure that you subscribe. Look for Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. Look for Mind Mending in the Net where everything starts in the mind. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care, guys.